evil devices is hated. Romans 12, 19. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. I once sinned against a, a friend in the uh, neighborhood. I don't remember what it was. It was typical 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 11-year-old shenanigans. He was ticked. He didn't play with my brother and I for a couple days. I say, hey, what's up? He goes, oh, I went into my room and I plotted a list of revenge. Your day is coming. <laughs> and I did the typical, ooh, you know, I'm really frightened kind of thing. We do that. You know, that's immature 12-year-old, 10-year-old, 11-year-old stuff, isn't it? We're, we're beyond that, aren't we? No. If you spend moments after being wronged on how you hope they die, how you hope a house falls on them, I hope they fall off their bicycle, I hope their car gets wrecked. We don't wish anything super bad, but I hope they get chicken pox next week. It's sin. And we laugh at it. Have you rejoiced in someone's calamity because they sinned against you? It's evil. But in our flesh, boy, I'm seen by nervous laughter or something that we understand this. That's not who we are in Christ. Be angry and do not sin. And here's the other thing. If you would like to plot vengeance, I want you to think about something. Are we in the process of becoming like Christ? Yes. Are we there yet? No. Can we who are sinful and have sinned ever truly, truly know how much God hates sin? No. Who will do a better job taking care of someone who sinned against you, yourself or God? Trust in the holy, sovereign God. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. And rest and let it go. And know that God will take care of things. Even the most horrific, horrific sins that may have been held against you and done to you. God is righteous. God is just. And he hurts and is more angry than you could ever be. But he will be holy and just in his dealings. We will fall into sin. This is hard, isn't it? Don't we want to take matters into our own hand? We do. Leave it to the Lord. Don't hold on to it. James chapter 1, 19 and 20. Know this, my beloved brothers. It's a big warning. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness that God requires. Be angry, point one, and do not sin. Verse three, or point three, do not let the sun go down on your anger. You get angry, you know what the Christian does? You forgive. You forgive. 
You say, Ron, that is hard. You don't know what happened to me. I don't. I know areas in my life that it's hard to forgive. I do know this. Jesus Christ took the sins of the world upon him. And when we turn our eyes to Jesus and see that he is forgiven, we become people who forgive. Jesus is our example. Jesus was sinned against. God has been sinned against. All we like sheep have gone astray. All of us turn and go our own way, but the Lord has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. And Jesus forgives. And I don't know about you, but Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I follow Jesus and we forgive. Follow Christ and forgive. You let go of your anger. You say, well, I've been wrongly accused. You don't know what people have said to me about me. Jesus said this. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Any of you ever have someone say something false about you? I have. I've had some doozies. Man, I feel like getting on Facebook and publishing a treatise and an open letter to the world. Here's why Ron is not this. You got it all wrong. Nah, it's not what we do. What we do is this. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You've been sinned against, you've been hurt. You've been angry, you are angry, don't hold on to it, let it go. That's what Jesus is saying. You know, he's not, everyone says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. What that is saying is, keep short accounts. Don't stew, don't hold on to this forever. I mean, what do you, you know, I mean, I guess you could be silly. I'm at the North Pole and the sun never goes down, so I'm gonna hold on to it for days upon days. Really? That's silly. So that's not what it's saying. What it is saying is, don't hold on to it. Don't make it your pet. Don't feed your anger. Don't cuddle it. Put it aside. Let go of the anger and we forgive. So what are our actions that we're called to do as believers when we're sinned against? When we've been hurt? Forgiveness and prayer. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. See, God tells us to be different. What does the world do with their anger? They go to blows. They go to battle. That's the old way. The new way, forgive. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't hold on to it. We don't take vengeance. I already mentioned this. We don't get on social media. State our case. We don't involve others. We don't create division. We forgive and we do not hold on to our anger. You don't need to defend yourself. If you're truly falsely accused, you do not need to call a meeting and defend yourself. Technically, kind of what I've seen in life is those who are quick to defend themselves really might be in sin. Because they start throwing everything out at everybody else. 
They've been caught in something. Whoa, deflect. What about him? Him, him, her, 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 her. Don't defend yourself. Give it to God who will judge rightly and righteously and holy and perfectly. Don't take vengeance. I want to add this too. This is important. God is so good to us. He's good to us as a people. He's good to us as a nation. And God has given us a gift. And you may not believe it, and especially in the age of the politics that we are in, I know you're going to have a hard time believing this, but God has given us a gift. And this is that gift. He has given us the gift of people in authority. Yes, government will not be righteous till Jesus is reigning. It will not be perfect. But he has given to us those who can help us when we are sinned against with crime. Hear me loud and clear. If you have been sinned against in a manner that physically or sexually hurts you, call the police. Go to the authorities. That will be a tool that God will ultimately use to help you forgive. Let the authorities handle these problems and handle these issues. They are there as God's gracious gift to you. The law is there to help you. You understand why I said that, right? I'm not saying, oh, you've been sinned against, you've had crimes committed against you, let it continue on. No! Stop. Let it stop. If you are in danger, flee the danger and use what God has given you to help you with that. And if you are living in a situation like this, we as elders are here to help you. We have men and women in this church who are very, very well acquainted with law enforcement who can help you and will help you. Don't let yourself be sinned against in a way when crimes are happening. I just felt that I needed to write that in and say that. But what I'm talking about most is the anger that arises in our relationships with each other that arises, arises within our families, with our children, with our spouse, with our neighbors. The neighbor who plays this music too loud, who lets the dog go on your lawn, doesn't take care of their cats, the one who eats your tomatoes, steals lemons by reaching over the fence. Keep short accounts. Don't hold on to your anger and forgive. If sin happens in our camp with one another, practice what God's word says. Go to your brother in private with the goal of restoration. You don't go with the hope that they keep hardening their heart and you can bring them to the elders and you're going down. That's not the attitude. The attitude is repentance. You've sinned against me and I love you. Let's work this out. Don't hold on to anger. Matthew 18 is clear. We don't have time to go there. I was going to, but we don't. You know the passage. Go, go with a witness, go with someone else. Then if there's still no repentance, go to the church. The goal is what? Repentance. The goal is always restoration, reconciliation, and forgiveness. Holding on to anger will be a poison in your soul, and it's going to cause a big problem. 
Anger held on to causes a big problem, and that is this. It gives the devil an opportunity and a foothold in your life. Anger is a poison that Satan will use to make you completely miserable and ineffective in the kingdom of God. Do not give the devil an opportunity. This is the thing with anger. This is, this is difficult. Holding on, on to anger gives way too much opportunity for sin. Anger gives just too much opportunity. You hold on to your anger, you will sin. And the devil will use that anger to rob you of joy. He's going to use it in such a way that you will be consumed with anger rather than being consumed with Jesus Christ. He will trick you into thinking your actions and your righteousness are right and deserved. Gossip and slander suddenly becomes okay because you're proclaiming your version of the truth to others in love. Do you hear my sarcasm in that? Oh, I just need to tell you about Ron. I need to tell you about Jeff. I'm just speaking the truth in love. It's their version of the truth which Satan can use to blind. We can do this. I'm putting myself in this too. That's why we don't slander. That's why we don't gossip. Don't talk about people. Leave it to a sovereign God. The minute you bring someone else up, falsehood will come out like that. Your version of the truth is going to roll out there. And it's not the truth. So speaking the truth in love, if there's no truth, there's no love. Anger becomes a log in your eye, and it's going to render your honest self-assessment impossible. You can never look at yourself properly, and it always, always becomes about someone else. It's not my fault. I'm angry at them. You're looking at the wrong guy. Anger will elevate your self-righteousness and it will make your life miserable. Isn't it sad? We can all do this and, and I would challenge you not to, but maybe if you're even that person. I, actually, I, said, I say this in joking sometimes, like, ooh, that person is an angry person. You just tell they're angry. Remember like when they went to stone Stephen? It says that their face changed. Their countenance went, you know, they got grumpy super quick, like grumpy to the point of murder. Anger, when takes a stronghold in your life, it gives the devil an opportunity for all types of sin. Don't be an angry person. What? Why would a believer be angry? You've been saved. You've been rescued. Your sin is no more. What do you have to be angry about? Really? You're going to heaven. You're new in Christ. The old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I can just go after promise, after promise, after promise. At the, well, my dad hates this expression, but I'm going to say, it. at the end of the day, he, he, I catch myself because you go, I hate that statement. Sorry, dad, if you're listening. At the end of the day, you have nothing to be angry about because a sovereign God loves you and he is taking care of you. Amen. Anger will make your life miserable. 
You know, I've been in churches since before I was born. I've grown up in churches and in ministry. This is what I know. People who act out in anger bring pain and division. By God's grace, because we are new in Christ, we don't need to be that angry person. We don't need to be people who cause destruction. We become people who build up and edify. We'll see this further on in our study in Ephesians. We are people of grace. Grace rules our lives. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity. This is full of application. Application, forgive. Forgive. If you need help working through the scriptures, I know there may be some of you who have had horrific sins committed against you. We will help you look at the cross and look at Christ and help you see that you can forgive. And we can get you, by God's grace, seeing the grace of God rather than the sin. And trust in his ways of dealing with things. Think about how many times your actions have made God angry and how does God treat us with mercy and forgiveness? Application, trust in a sovereign God. When you hold on to anger, you are saying, I know the situation better than God does. You do not trust in his sovereign care. You know, next week on Father's Day, I can promise you we'll sing this line from the Father's love. Though suffering may fill our lives, we're confident we're heirs with Christ. We're heirs. Does that make you angry? No, that's amazing. I'm an heir. I'm an heir with Christ. God the Father puts me right there with the Son, like a brother. I'm an heir? Yes. And so we cry, Dad, Abba, Father, we trust you as the blessed controller of all things. So don't be angry at your suffering. Cry out to the Father, and he will help you. He will help you. We trust in him. Ran out of time. I can go more and more. Don't hold on to anger. Let us be people of mercy, people of grace, people of forgiveness, people who know that we have been paid and forgiven such a debt. Apart from Christ, I am wicked. God has forgiven me, so we forgive others. And anger does not produce the righteousness of God. So, in closing, be angry. Yes, we can be angry. Warning, 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 as big a warning as I can. Just keep it righteous by praying and forgiving. Really? If my actions start moving in, sin enters quickly. Sorry, I'm just confessing. If you, if you want to come to me afterwards and say, Ron, I figured out how to be righteous anger and how to act out in righteousness, I'll, I'll listen. And I'm going to be very skeptical because you get me acting out in righteous anger and my righteous anger becomes unrighteous very, very, very quickly. We pray, 
and we forgive. And we can grieve and we say this, Lord, come quickly. Amen? Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Lord, I don't know every situation in this room. I do know that for many of us, we've been sinned against by others horribly. We've been robbed. We've been abused. We've been slandered. We've had people falsely accuse us of things. We've been hurt. Father, they did the same to you. When people go on their own, they try to rob you of your glory. When people say, I know better than you, they make themselves God with a very, very small G because they are not. And sin grieves you, and you are angry, but you are merciful. So, Father, we thank you for sending Jesus to come to the cross and by grace save us from our sins. Father, help us be loving people who trust in your sovereign care no matter what has happened. Father, for those in here with deep hurts, heal them. Father, may your Holy Spirit even now touch them, comfort them. Your job, the Holy Spirit's job is a comforter. May they know your love. May they know your grace. May they know your forgiveness. May they know your deep, deep love for them never fails and will never leave them or forsake them. And there is nothing that anyone has ever done to them that will separate them from the love that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Lord, help us be loving, forgiving people who do not hold on to anger. Father, help us have your eyes so that we would be wise in how we give counsel, that we would be quick to call sin, sin. But Father, may we, when we see sin, be gentle and kind in our restoring one another to right fellowship. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.